Hey, Josh, how are you? Hey, Chris, I'm okay. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. This is episode uh, two of uh, Political Commute. Yeah, I've commuted down to my studio today uh, after a very long week at a conference, big security conference in San Fran. We sort of have the day to work at home. So my commute today, instead of being eh, hour 45, two hours, was about, let me look at it, four steps, one, two, three, four steps down to my uh home voiceover studio. So a bit more manageable today and probably the audio quality will be a little bit more improved uh, than the last call. But here we are and let's discuss. Well, let's just tell the people who we are. We're uh, uh, media professionals, communication professionals. I know that uh, you have been working in this business for at least 25 years. If uh, 112, not, I believe it is. Exactly. But yeah, something like that. Yeah. And yeah. We are we are media professionals with no political credentials uh, to discuss. But you know, when has it ever stopped me before? My lack, extreme lack of knowledge or um, you know precision in the subject. Yeah. So what? Exactly. Well, today's Friday. Uh, a lot has happened since we last talked. I think um, the big news, of course, is uh, Donald Trump's Trump, uh, penis size. Yes, we have the big or not so big news, depending on who you discuss with. But yeah, that the fact that this is now you know sort of okay to talk about in a debate. I mean, it's just where have the rules gone? Where has decorum gone? Where has any sense of class or civility? I mean. It's it's a screaming match over there, well, and it's yeah, it's yeah, insane. Uh, I find it this it's clowns car show. It's 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 entertaining, but it's also horrifying if you think well. These are the best that the Republican Party has to offer is these bunch of cretins and psychos and mutants and you know people who want to roll back progress wherever they can find it and you know let's have a theocracy. Well, no, actually we're not really set up that way. Nor well, should we. Uh, I was I was waiting for CNN to maybe interview Doris Kearns Goodwin on uh, maybe uh, presidential dick sizes from the past. You know, <laughs> I, I, you know she, yeah, she a she, retrospective. Exactly. Here we have Herbert Hoover. Exactly. You might need a microscope. Yeah, I mean, what, right, really? Right, right. Uh, is that really important to us? That's right. Where does Hillary fit into that? I mean, you know, come on, people. This is really. I, I mean, don't know. I, I you know, the whole super. I was all. I was sort of vaguely paying attention. Again, it's been a very, very busy week, and we've been sort of slamming and running uh, this big boots at this big show and making a big presence, and that's all been great. But, you know, I haven't had an enormous amount of time <laughs> to steady up on what's been going on. But, you know, I, I did sort of poke through the Super Tuesday results, and, oh, God, it's Trump, 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 and, oh, a little Cruz, oh, a little Rubio, oh, whatever. And then, you know, of course, on my on the other end, it's Hillary sort of, you know, gaining momentum and, and Bernie hanging in, but, you know, fading. It looks like his the, the road to the nomination is tightening up, let's just say, for him. Ironically, looking at the polls, and I have actually been looking at the polls a little bit, he's got a huge lead in a general, still in a general election, you know, sort of projected poll. Bernie beats both Trump, well, all of Trump, Cruz, and Rubio handily, you know, by 10 to 12 or 15%, a huge number. Well, it maybe wasn't that big, but it was like, you know, 5 to 8 to 10% solid over Hillary, who actually is projected to lose to Rubio somehow, uh, if he were ever to squeeze the nomination, which is unlikely. But, but what I think is actually more interesting suddenly is after all the screaming and yelling last night, uh, I think it was last night, at the 907th uh, Republican debate, everyone ganging up, finally ganging up on Trump, finding the, the you know wherewithal to say, hey, this guy's really dangerous and a total psychopath and has no idea about policy and is filled with you know narcissism and bluster. 
maybe we should try and take him down and, and attempting to do that. And he got all flustered and crazy and whatever, but it doesn't seem to matter. He can have the worst debate performance, you know, ever known to mankind talking about his, his willy size and, and it, no, it doesn't seem to matter. It just well, doesn't like, well, I think, that, I think that for me, what I think the main problem is that Republicans have no aesthetic sense because if, as we, you used to be a New Yorker. I know you're on the West Coast now, but as a, uh, everybody in New York knows the Trump Tower and and the 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 the, the horrendous Body, buildings gold, that he put on the on, on the yeah they're they're just ugly. And so yeah. you know, let's start there. He makes the ugliest buildings known to man. Yeah, yeah. He's not known for his classiness. He thinks he's really classy. He inherited a chunk of money. He's just a boor from Queens who, whose daddy made a chunk of money, whose who's racist John Bircher father uh, <laughs> made a chunk of money and handed him. He says, at one point he said, I only started off with 100 or 200 million. It wasn't like I had it all handed to me. I'm like, what? Yeah. Can you listen to yourself? That's what I was going to say was something about um, how what I'm really, really interested in is if he runs off in a huff, if he takes his toys and leaves the Republican Party, which again is pretty far-fetched, but they're panicked. I mean, they're really starting to panic and talk about a brokered convention. And here's Romney in a very public uh, forum saying, this guy's a phony, he's full of yeah. bluster, he has no idea what he's doing. And for, you know, for uh, an establishment, you know, sort of vaguely respected, you know, Romney, say what you will, but compared to Trump, he seems completely reasonable and he, he seems he almost does. sentient but and was, all of but, that. But was, he the, but was he the best messenger for this? I mean... Here he is, a loser, uh, and that's a, yeah. Trump, a Trump word. And here's a guy who didn't give his tax full taxes until September. Um, yeah. I just don't know if he had said maybe you know at the end of this thing, and I'm putting my hat in the ring. Then I could see it. Then I could see it. Yeah. But well, he may be. He may be sort of trying to do a backdoor brokered convention deal. Yeah, yeah. I think would be really amazing. Again, for as a Democrat, yeah, and as someone who just loathes, you know, where the Republican Party is sitting right now, sort of nine hundred clicks to the right of center. I mean, even more to the right of Reagan. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, broker that convention. Yeah, you you go independent, Trump. You get all cranky with the GOP. You know, whatever. You take three quarters of the Tea Party. You split off, run as an independent, you completely screw up any chance you possibly have, and you open the door for Hillary or Bernie or a Hillary-Bernie ticket. The world is saved. End of film. You <laughs> yeah, know, that's, but, that's kind of the way but, I see but, it. But, yeah, uh, but I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I think all this sort of, um, you know, uh, f uh, hate for Trump and, oh, my God, he said this, is all this sort of like shock, shock, you know, there's gambling uh, at Casablanca because... If you look at it, um, the Republicans should love this guy. Look who he's bringing in, a whole new set of voters. I mean, the, the people, the, the, the voter turnout is sort of like what the Democrats had for Obama. You know, they were yeah. all saying, yes, we can. But all these voters are saying, yes, we can build a wall. And, uh, you know. Sorry, my, my computer was sort of barking at me. Yeah, it's just, it's just, I think, I think in a couple months, that the Republicans are all, and you've already saw it on the stage last night. They all said yes. They would, they would uh, fall. Yeah, in that line. was probably the scariest moment. I didn't actually see it, but I read about it. Yeah. That was probably the scariest moment of that entire debate. They, yeah. they spent however much time, you know, they're talking about like one minute on Flint and fifteen minutes on building this mythical, magical wall with dragons or whatever they really. I mean, what, what is that? And why spend all this time talking about a? 
pure piece of fiction. That's never going to happen. It's absurd. It's crazy. And it would bankrupt, you know, this and probably some other countries to build a wall that they're sort of, you know, fancifully discussing. So I've lost this. I've completely Uh, lost the thread. What were we talking about? My my thing is, is just that I think in a month's time, you're going to see people fall in line. You're going to see a very happy Republican Party that um, is loving the fact that so many people are jazzed and energized about uh, their party uh, for once. uh, um, and that's that. That's my feeling. I mean, I read a, a really. Right. I'm going to disagree with that. I'm okay. going to say, if you're a tea partier, yes, then you're ecstatic because yeah. these are these are your people coming out. But if you're yeah. a mainstream, let's just say you're George Will uh, or you know Buckley or one of those sort of old school conservative, old you know, school, East yeah, Coast they're all in their sixties or seventies, Josh. Okay, but still, this is a party that was once a noble party. This is a party that once had some vague relevance to the country that they supposedly were serving. Now they've ceased to serve. Yeah. They haven't served this country in five to eight years at least. Yeah. The Tea Party comes and they just want to wreck and destroy yeah, literally the, the Visigoths. And the barbarians are not, they're at the gate, they're inside the fortress now just peeing on things and setting fire to stuff. And, oh, that's a really nice <laughs> painting. Let's burn it. You know, I like know, that's what I they're know. doing. I know, I know, so, I know, I know. So if you're a, a Republican as opposed to a Tea Party Republican and you're seeing this level of uneducated, hate-filled, you know, sort of the poor and downtrodden, lower, 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 uneducated white, you know, people who are very angry and very racist and very xenophobic and have no idea really what the issues are, who they're voting for, how, how deeply they're voting against their best interests. I find that horrifying. I find a guy like Trump Hitler-esque. I find him, you know, just absolutely scary, scary, because he comes off as this big dorky buffoon. But if he had, if he, if he implemented any of the things he's talking about, or was able to actually do that, you know, it's disastrous. It's yeah. absolutely disastrous. And think about how the country's um, standing in the world suffered under George Bush II. Think about the laughing stock that we became with the idiot prince, you know, at the helm. And imagine Trump, this buffoon, this orange-faced, ridiculous orangutan with a big, you know, piece of chia pet on his head, <laughs> leading basically the free world. It's like, are you serious? Is that yeah. the best we can do? I mean, are you absolutely out well, of your mind? I, I, you know, I'm just a little, I, I'm just, uh, I'm just very cynical. They keep saying that they're the, they're the party of Lincoln and Reagan. That's BS. They're the party of Nixon and Bush. They're the party of the Confederate flag and oppressing women. Um, this is, yeah. this is, this Nixon is, and Bush, if, if you're lucky, I mean, you know, yeah. Nixon, my God, Nixon would be, is probably rolling over his grave so fast he could generate, you know, enough power for a small city at this point. And this is not right. his party. He, he would hate this, I would think. He was a smart, smart, wacko, paranoid dude, but he was a smart guy, Nixon. I mean, yeah, you know, say what you will. No, but he was, uh, he was a crook. But anyway. Oh, yeah, I'm not, believe me, I'm not a Nixon fan. When Nixon actually resigned on my birthday in 1972 or three, I was the happiest kid in Christendom, but still. Yeah, yeah, no, no, he opened China, he got the EPA going. I mean, we love the guy. Yeah, I understand, I understand. (laughs) But what's better for the Democrats right now, Trump, Ruby, or Cruz? What's better for the Democrats in terms of... I'd say either Trump or Cruz. I think Cruz, although... Cruz is so loathsome. I think partially because Cruz is so loathsome, yeah. and literally everybody hates him. I think he should he should be again. This is purely um, yeah for the Democrats. You know, this is just me being sort of petty and whatever, yeah. um, selfish. But I think it should be 
Cruz, because at least he's sort of been elected to something here and there. I mean, he's actually, you know, under, vaguely understands how government's supposed to work. I think Rubio is more dangerous because he's more attractive to people. He seems nicer and gentler. He's evil as well. But, you know, sort of a sheep in wolf's clothing or whatever. But Trump, is, uh, Cruz rather, is just, he's like Satan <laughs> and comes off, I think, more or less very unlikable. I mean, he's also smart. He's wicked smart, much smarter than, than Trump is. Trump is a brilliant, I think we discussed this last time, like Madonna, brilliant marketer. Mm-hmm. But he has no idea about policy. He's never held office ever. He knows something about business, mostly how to crawl in and out of bankruptcy to suit his needs. But mm-hmm. that's not really how what we need as a president of the United States, you have so many problems to deal with. And he clearly doesn't like to not get his way. If he doesn't get his way, he just goes off in a pout and, you know, starts holding his breath until the other party gives in or whatever it's going to be. That's not who you want. And I would definitely not want Cruz either. He may almost be more scary. It's hard to say, you know, you've got sort of scary, scarier and scariest. And it's, and it's the, the lines change. I think, uh, depending on the day of the week and whatever ridiculous you know position they've ostensibly taken that week. So I don't know. What do you think? Who, who would be your, you know, who would you want to see on the other side of the aisle? Uh, well, I agree with you. I would love for Hillary to um, uh, be uh, opposing uh, Cruz. Uh, that would be a, a wonderful matchup. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, Rubio, I think we could beat him because he's so wishy-washy on immigration. I think we can still get the Latino vote with Rubio. I mean, he's not even going to win Florida. It doesn't look like, um, I am worried about, I am worried about Trump. However, the Hillary people say that everyone's going to be so energized because of the anti-Trump thing. But I am, I have my doubts about that. So I think people would be energized anti-Cruz as well. He's really low. If you're a Democrat, if you're a progressive in any way, shape or form, that guy's so regressive, so theocratic. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and take that all into the mix and and Cruz and, and uh, I'm sorry, uh, Rubio is certainly a Tea Partier in in a nice suit. Um, yeah. You know, Tr- Trump is looking better and better, except for the the the, the lunacy and the uh, you know uh, everything that comes with Trump. that whole being completely unqualified and insane. But there, yeah, there you go. There you go. But did, I just saw this on the internet. William McKinley, also a Republican uh, president, um, he was a 39th, also a big dick. <laughs> well, Trump is a big dick. Now, whether he has one or not is entirely, I couldn't, couldn't care less, frankly, yeah. but he is a big dick, that guy. He just wants to, you know. I mean, I do up. appreciate Rubio's stand-up lately, although he has been getting in some really good lines. Yeah, um, true. And, and I, I do appreciate that. But um, Yeah, well, I mean, it's about time. It's like, where were these guys? Why weren't they harping on this big I kept dork, saying that know, myself, yeah. How many, how many months ago? Exactly. Like, why have they allowed him, you know, somebody said, leave him alone. Yep. Let's get some attention, blah, blah, blah. And they've literally created a monster. Now they can't control it. Yeah. They literally are trying to. Yeah. And they have no idea I, what they're in. I think uh, they're in a panic. A few things, a few things are getting under Trump's skin. One, the Trump University thing, which was, um, I think, very nice. Minus civil suit. Minus civil suit. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that, Ooh, that, it seems that. like we hit a nerve there, Donnie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that on the taxes. That on the taxes. I think those are two little things. And... I, I saw an interesting thing that um, the IRS is not allowed to say publicly if somebody's return is being audited or not. Uh, this was on Lawrence O'Donnell last night, and I thought that was really interesting. So 
Donald could be saying this, that he's audited, and we would never know that. There is no way to find that out. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. Anyway, um, let's move on to um, uh, Bernie and Hillary just for a second. You talked to them a little bit up front, but um, again, I told by the way, you... By the way, this is a, a microcosm of what's been going on. It's like, oh, can we talk about Bernie and Hillary? They're so much more polite. They're so much more reasonable. There's so much more. There's so much less drama. I mean, they're they're getting a little bit more, you know, attacking each other a little bit more because mm-hmm. the stakes are getting higher. We're getting you know closer to the end of this race. But mm-hmm. you know, they're getting okay. You know, half a column inch or whatever. Yeah. And then the entire rest of the paper is about Trump, 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 and Cruz, yeah. Cruz, Trump. You know, so, Rubio. It's like holy cow. So you're no. saying you're saying no wonder there's low low voter turnout. They're not getting. You know, obviously, when Obama was running for president, there was so much about him being, um, you know, this new hope, being, you know, and there's so much energy around that. Here, Bernie and Hillary are really not getting much print or airtime. They're being sucked out of the room by um, a big, you know. Well, the explosion that's happening on the other side of the room. I think, you know, Bernie has been getting some. Not as not as much as he should be, but you know he's he's a big deal. It's a big change yes. for American politics. I mean, so it's technically the argument could be made. So is Trump on the other end, but uh, you know Bernie's kind of the real deal. He's got the most favorable rating of anybody out there. Uh, certainly, it's just that. But Josh, um, he's not he's not appealing at all to minorities. I don't know if you saw any of the footage of Bernie in South Carolina. They were more interested in the food than Bernie. Wow. Um, you know, they were they were going up for seconds. Bernie was talking. It just it didn't matter to them. There was you know it Ouch. just. I mean I don't want to. Uh, but there's cornbread. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> These are really good ribs. All right. Just, all right. I mean he doesn't. He doesn't yeah. I you know I mean a cranky old Jewish guy from Brooklyn slash Vermont. Yeah, I can sort of see how he's not the sort of you know the autumn. I mean Bill Clinton oozing charisma, you know, Bill Clinton often referred to as our first black president <laughs> somehow, uh, yeah. you know, he was, everyone loved him, you know, of any color, shape, whatever, uh, yeah. except, of course, for Kenneth Starr and a few other, you know, Newt Gingrich and a few other folks, but, uh, yeah, these guys don't have that charisma. I mean, Bernie is just sort of an old crank, and, and he's lovable because he's so unrepentantly, you know, he, he's not trying to be your best friend. He doesn't want to get in your pants. He doesn't really want you know you to like him. He wants you yeah. to vote for him and to change the country. I mean, he's quite idealistic, obviously, and and I just I really respect that. And it's unfortunately in stark contrast to Hillary, who is seemingly so much more pragmatic and calculating and sort of you know coldly calculating. And I just wish she would kind of let her hair down a little bit. And that's going to sound sexist, but um, just kind of be who she is. Because again, as we discussed last time. Those who have worked with her, we know people who've worked with her, and they, they just love her. They think she was really, really smart and super nice and very funny. And when does that doesn't really come out uh, on the campaign trail? So, my, you know, in, in a perfect world, okay, it's Trump versus Hillary, I guess. I mean, it's okay, not in a perfect world. In the most realistic scenario, it's Trump versus Hillary. She's got him by about 100 IQ points. One would hope in a debate that would matter. Now, again, in the current political situation or, uh, you know, environment, it doesn't seem to matter if you have your facts straight. It doesn't seem to matter if you know how to govern, if you've been a senator, if you've been the secretary of state, if you actually understand where Uzbekistan is versus Uruguay. You know, it's like he has no idea about the world beyond, you know, except where the, the pretty <laughs> Eastern European models come from who he can marry. You know, that's like, wait, what? You know, Trump and his anchor babies or whatever. It's like, okay, it all just gets very, very... 
odd. I mean, I, when uh, I guess it was Kerry and Bush were debating, and I was like, oh my God, Kerry actually knows what he's talking about, and Bush is such an idiot, and it didn't matter. Yeah, you know, people yeah. said, oh, Bush won the debate. Yeah. Well, except he had, had no facts at his disposal. Exactly, exactly. Here's, so, my, question. You know, Here's it, my question to you. Um, obviously, it would help Hillary to choose a number two that is going to help her in one of these key, key states that it always yeah. comes down to, Florida, Ohio, uh, yeah. I guess uh, Virginia is one. Uh, Colorado might be another. I I'm not positive, but there's. It always yeah. comes down Pennsylvania, to Pennsylvania, North Carolina. Ohio, there you go. Thank you. Those thank you. The, thank you. The, thank the, you. The purple ones, the question marks. Yeah. Would it help? But her, Hillary Kasich, what do you think? Would if, that's your ticket. Well, if it, well, that's funny. But would it help her if she if she forgot about that strategy and said, "Hey, you know, Bernie, you have excited the 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 populace here. Um, you know." Would you would you jump aboard with me? Would that be a smart yeah. move for her? Hillary uh, starts talking with that uh, Arkansas accent again, which she can turn on and off at will. Mm -hmm. So she's now the southerner. He's now the northerner. Boom. I, I think that's a good ticket. I like that ticket. I would also like, um, again, as I said last time, I think Hillary Elizabeth Warren, but that's too, too many women on a presidential ticket perhaps for America, certainly this yeah. kind of quasi-retrograde America this year. And yeah. Uh, But yeah, I think uh, her, uh, Hillary, Bernie, you know, they have not really inflicted too many wounds yeah. on each other. It's all sort of been, you know, above board and, and reasonably uh, gentlemanly and gentlemanly-like. But uh, that would be a great ticket for me as far as I'm concerned. I think that's that's a hot ticket unless there's a really cool centrist, Southern, you know, dude who I'm currently unaware of that she could pull. I don't know who the other, you know, sort of serious VP candidates would be. I mean, who do you think? Anybody you know about? Um, I, I, his name is escaping me, but um, there is a um, representative, I believe, from Florida who is Latino. Uh, he spoke at the convention um, for three three years ago. Um, there's two two guys who are twins. So yes, that's yes, yes. I'm Stanford educated, super smart. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, they're young. They're attractive. Yeah. When I was looking at uh, or sort of hearing speak, I'm like, is that guy gay? Is that okay? Is that cool? Would that yeah, be interesting? Yeah, Joaquin, Joaquin Castro. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Castro brothers. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So I mean, that's an interesting choice, and I think that's an idea. I was thinking like a Cory Booker, somebody like that maybe. But again, you know, these guys are sort of pulled almost out of obscurity. Like Cory Booker also, yeah. you know, a northern guy. He's been, yeah, I he guess, doesn't give work and stuff. And we, and already really have, cool. we already have the black vote. We already have. I, I mean, suppose that's true. I suppose know? that's true. So, so, so you know, although, although, that, although. Even do we have to get a, you know, Hispanic man or woman, a Latino or Latina think, to uh, I, to join the ticket to I get the Latino we, vote? I mean, that, that we don't have to. Crazy. We don't have to. But, but, but it I see it more as a demographics, more of geogra geography. Yeah. You know? Okay. She's sort of in northern establishment-ish. Yeah. You need well, to have somebody southern or western or somebody. He's I don't know. from, isn't he from Texas, Joaquin? Yeah, Joaquin Castro. I think they may be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So, yeah, those yeah. guys are wicked smart. I don't, you know, they haven't really been in office. I, I don't know if both of them are actually elected or anything, but I think they're twins. I mean, unless I'm yeah, totally. They are, they are twins. They are twins. Yeah. But, but, all right, let, we're so running out of time. That's an idea, sure. That's not, a, not, a, not a bad plan. We're running so. out of time a little bit. Well, what do you think about uh, Christie's endorsement of Trump, just going back to the Repubs for a second? Loathsome. I find it loathsome. And then the way Trump treated him, like, go home, get on the plane. Basically, F off. <laughs> okay. F off and kneel and, and kiss my ring, and then you can leave. Like, really? Come on, Christy, you're full of piss and vinegar and bluster. You're supposed to be the quote unquote tough guy. Don't take that crap. 
But, don't, you know, go up, uh, support Hillary at this point. You know, just punch him in the face right back. It's like, that's terrible. It's sort of mean, Unless he's dying for the Veep. He's probably, you know, yeah, supplicating for the Veep thing. Well, somebody like, was ah. saying that he kind of is looking for his next job, but it reminded me of in seventh grade when the two bullies kind of wake up in after spring break and they sort of say, you know what, if we joined forces, mm. uh, you know, we could be, we, we could run the school. Right, we have a cartel, our, our our little gang. Yeah, this would be our turf. Yeah, there may be something something to be said for that. Although it, it sure seemed like it was going all Trump's way. And what does Christie get out of that deal? A a promise, a vague promise for consideration later. I mean, that's the guy runs like a like a don. I mean, literally, the Donald runs like a don. He's like, hey, you show me some respect. Hey, she kissed my ring. Hey, you do a few favors for me. It's like, God, really? Is it really like this? It seems so patently obvious so cliche uh, to me i think trump should have actually tried to get an endorsement from somebody nice like carol burnett or somebody you know just somebody somebody who we think of as nice you know <laughs> you don't seem so loathsome come say something nice about me yeah but the nice smart people they don't want trump i mean my god yeah, yeah and then you sort of tarnish your own brand to uh to well, support him i think exactly but that's why it would be meaningful josh that's why it would be meaningful. ah yes i suppose okay oh, to him to trump not so much to you ruining your you know, throw your stuff on the fire for me would you okay Ooh, it's hot in here exactly now uh, i just i don't have anything else but i did want to touch on one thing that hasn't been talked about much but it was this whole apple thing with the iphone and the only thing I really loved about it in terms of political theater was that at the very beginning, all the Republicans were outraged, of course, that Apple just didn't open up everything up. And, and I just loved the Republicans sort of saying, we got to get in the back door. I got to get in that back door. <laughs> I got to get in a juicy, firm, tender back door. Okay. Okie dokie. All right. No, no, yeah, I, I actually kind of on Apple side on this one, I think. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah. you know, there's a lot of NSA, you know, the whole, you know, NSA thing and Snowden. I don't know if you saw, what was it? What was the movie about Snowden, which yeah, was, saw, you know, a I documentary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number five, something like that. It was really good. I think he's actually a very courageous dude. And, you know, he, he's, he's right. You know, we have to sort of fight for privacy. No one, it's not a sexy topic. It's not a, easy to understand particularly, but, you know, I read 1984. I got scared by that book and no one else seems to remember, you know, that sort of totalitarian, you know, we're, we're sliding into fascism and totalitarianism here if we don't, you know, check this. And, even under Obama, which is surprising. Like, this is something you'd expect under Bush. It's something you'd certainly expect under any one of these, you know, new Republican guys that, you know, freedom of, uh, you know, your, your right to privacy and all that sort of stuff out the window. They don't really, they, as much as they claim to love the Constitution, they really love to ignore the Constitution and they love to ignore the separation of church and state. And if it's not convenient to them, you know, these are the, in the Constitution, the president gets to choose the next Republican, the next uh, Supreme Court justice. Well, that's not convenient to them right now because yeah. he's yeah. going to pick somebody they don't like, supposedly. And it's not convenient to their, you know, uh, obstructionist, um, you know, um, agenda. So I just find it very, very, very hypocritical the way the Republican Party is acting, and it just it, it makes my blood boil. So on that happy note. <laughs> exactly. We've got an exciting week ahead, I'm sure. Uh, there's going to be more to talk about next week, Josh. I think. Yeah, we'll see what's going on. We'll see how this crazy, crazy clown car show is you know, changed and mutated next week. We'll see who's left standing. We'll see if Carson is still left standing asleep as he seems to be now. 
what he's still doing in the race is anybody's guess. I just don't understand that man at all, but whatever. You got it. All right. Until next week, I'll see you soon. Take care. Perfect. Thank you for uh, checking in. Totally appreciate it. Thank you for letting me rant. And, uh, well, you know, happy trails, man. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Ciao.